You're listening to Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Welcome back to the program. Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Series XM, Channel 132. I'm America's Reed, the Whitney M. Young, Jr., Professor of Marketing and Brand Identity Theorist. And I'm happy to welcome my next guest in our Spotlight segment. This is Georgie Coop. She is Bumble's Associate Brand Director. Hi. Welcome to the program, Georgie. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to have you here. I have to, there's so much I want to get into here. We have a lot of time. We're going to unpack a lot of things. Uh, yesterday was Valentine's Day. Uh, and so, you know, love was in the air. Love was in the air. Uh, people are trying to connect. We're in a post-pandemic world now. Uh, and, you know, these were a Harvard study, Georgie, came out and basically has been studying people over the last 40 years, asking them every two years, you know, what you know, what are you doing and tracking longevity over time? And what they have discovered, Georgie, is that the number one predictor of longevity is not exercise and diet and things like that. It is what they call social fitness, which is how robust are your personal relationships, your social relationships. And so please, you know, we're going to talk about how the role that Bumble plays in this ecosystem of creating social fitness in just a second. But before we do that, Georgie, I want to start with your journey because I'd like to give our listeners a sense of your trajectory. I always, whenever we bring in the gurus, I want our listeners to understand like how, how they, their journey of how they started, what were their interests, how did they get, you know, to where they got and big key learnings in terms of your overall professional acumen and professional career development before we jump into the coolness of the Bumble brand. Amazing. I would love to. So I've always had a particular fascination with the culture, cultural importance of brands. So before joining Bumble in 2016, I actually started my career in advertising at AMV BBDO in London as a graduate. So I worked closely with several major global consumer brands. Mm -hmm. Um, I then joined Bumble as a marketing manager in the UK over six years ago. And I've since worked across three continents, actually. So I had the incredible opportunity to move to Mumbai and work on the expansion of Bumble into India. Wow. I know it was incredible. Yeah. Wow. I also led the launch in Singapore and have launched various campaigns and marketing activity across Europe. Wow. I recently moved to New York where I serve as Bumble's associate brand director, which includes overseeing global campaigns, um, cultural marketing, and shaping the brands under the Bumble Inc. portfolio. So you have a, you have a passion for, for telling the story for being a part of bringing the magic of the brand to the world. Uh, that's exciting. Did you, did, you, did you know that passion was there? When did you first discover, like, you know, I have this kind of thing for, you know, connection and storytelling and narrative? When did you, when did you discover that? I think that's such an interesting question. And when I think back, I think I always had a massive fascination with print advertising when I was young, you know, looking at the magazines and the stories told. And so at university, I was very clear in my head that I wanted to go into advertising, which was such an incredible learning curve for me. And I think joining Bumble has an always, and still to this day is a dream come true, you know, not only bringing kind of brand stories to life, but also playing a small part in some people's love stories. Yes. It's so inspirational and such a, a joy to do every single day. I love that. I love that, Georgie. So let's talk a little bit about this, though. You know, for those who have been living under a rock <laughs> and may not know the Bumble brand, can you take us through the hit- a couple of things? Number one, kind of the history and lineage of the brand, and then the story 
uh, and then sort of like where you are today as a brand and give us a sense of sort of the landscape of these kinds of services uh, in terms of what, what's going on out there in this marketplace of social fitness. For sure. So first things first, Bumble is the women first dating and social networking app and was founded by our incredible CEO, Whitney Wolfhard, back in 2014. So no matter what type of relationship, women always make the first move on Bumble. Mm -hmm. So our mission is to create a world where all relationships are healthy and equitable. And I think it's worth noting that this extends beyond just dating to our impact on the wider world and the communities that we're truly honored to serve. Um, Our ultimate goal at the end of the day is to ensure that the folks in our community can make meaningful connections that will lead to a healthy and, and happy life. And so that's incredible to me because, you know, when one big challenge in the world of apps is always the 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 potential problem, Georgie, of falling into the sea of sameness. What was the insight? Give me a little bit about the psychology of uncovering the idea. You know what? Let's make this woman first, female first. Why? What was it? Because it's certainly a differentiator, obviously, like you're saying, Georgie. But talk a little bit about what what led to that 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 kernel of aha that says, if I create this, this is going to stand out and become successful in the way that it has. What are your thoughts on that? I think that I think this is a widely acknowledged theory. But I think if we make the world better for women, we make the world better for everybody. And by putting you know, more control in women's hands. It gives women the opportunity to set the tone in their dating experiences and beyond. Gotcha. I love that because, you know, what what, you said something earlier, Georgie, which I thought was really interesting. And that is that your interest in kind of the culture and, you know, how culture interfaces with need states uh, in the marketplace. And so I think, you know, as, you know, women become, you know, they take their rightful place from a parity perspective in terms of C-suite leadership, you know, um, whatever societal kinds of roles that they have been absent from. It kind of just makes sense that, you know what, let, you know, this, here's a service that will be synchronous with that kind of movement, that kind of progress, that kind of impact. Would you say that that's kind of part of the wave that was being ridden a little bit by Bumble? Would you say that's a fair characterization? I think, you know, just using Whitney as an example, Whitney is our incredible founder and CEO, and I think is such an amazing inspiration to so many women out there in business, but also on a personal level. So I think, you know, she has really led the wave of the women make the first movement at Bumble. And it's been such an inspiration to be part, a small part of that, that journey. And so what's cool about that is I think the idea that, you know, you have, you have this service. And I remember a time, Georgie, when people didn't really talk about – it was not a norm to use social media or digital sort of apps to find mates. It was kind of like it's almost I wouldn't maybe the word stigma is too strong of a word, but it was kind of like no one talked about it wasn't seen as something you celebrated like I go on an app to find someone who I may want to date or meet, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And I think that's obviously changed. Do you would you say that, you know, part of creating that normality, if you will, is somehow, you know, Bumble plays a role in that. And what are your thoughts on on how that has been facilitated by the Bumble brand? Oh, 
Oh, that's a wonderful question. And I will say that it's so exciting. We hear so many wonderful success stories. Mm -hmm. You know, if you go to our Bumble blog, you can see all these incredible love stories of, of different kinds, right, playing out. And we want to celebrate our amazing and diverse community. And um, so I will say that's, you know, such an honor to see. And I, I, I know I'd love to think that Bumble, you know, has created, a, you know, a safer and healthier space in which people can do uh, kind of come together and make those connections. And so talk a little bit about, you know, when you say you're a woman first uh, app, dating app, maybe the word dating is wrong because maybe it's, you know, maybe it's a broader kind of connection of social fitness as we were talking about earlier, uh, Georgie. But talk a little bit about just the how the logistics of how the app works. I'm gonna say the, the, what first of all, where, where can finders, uh, where can listeners find the the Bumble ad? Just wh- how do they how do they get to it? That's question number one. And then question number two, you know, tell me a little bit about how it works in terms of you know the protocol, the logistics, etc. For sure. So Bumble can be found in the Google Play Store and the App Store. Um, we encourage users to. We have so to start with, you register and you fill out your profile. And I think this is one of the most important parts of the dating journey. I think it's really, really key that users present as far as much as they feel comfortable, their authentic selves. Mm. Um, so we have a range of features that enable them to do that from sort of profile prompts that will help them fill out their profile, as well as kind of you know, different badges that can show their different interests. And I think in terms of showing an authentic profile, it can really help in terms of making connections. Mm-hmm. And so the Bumble, sorry, Bumble helps, helps facilitate this, you know, this, this individual who's coming onto the app for the first time, trying to figure out, you know, how it works and, and just the, 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 ro- the romantic market, if you will. Uh, and so there are tools to be able to kind of increase or optimize Georgie, the extent to which you can create a, a really viable profile and viable presentation of yourself to to be as much as I mean, in some sense, it's kind of interesting because what what you're trying to do is put yourself out of business in some ways because it's like <laughs> right, it's like you want to get everyone together and it's like you, you you're together and you don't need the app anymore, you know. But but talk a little bit about that those tools that are available and how have those tools been developed to help facilitate and optimize this, especially from the female perspective and female point of view? Completely. So I think in terms of, you know, in the app, as I mentioned, there are various tools to help you build your profile. I think the key point is at the point where you are connecting with someone. So as we've mentioned, once two people have matched, the woman has the opportunity to make the first move and to start the conversation. Gotcha. And within that, we have various features that can support that. So, for example, we've recently, um, we actually did for Valentine's Day um, in the US, a limited edition speed dating event, which means oh. that you can match, you can speak to people um, for a limited time without seeing their profile. So it's almost like a sort of blind dating kind of oh, feature. Okay. And um, people can, yeah, people can kind of chat there as well as a way to kind of keep, get the conversation going and get people excited about speaking to each other. So we really are focused on ways in which we can improve people's dating experiences and, you know, help them find those meaningful and healthy relationships. That's very, very cool. Listeners, we are speaking with Georgie Coop. She is Associate Brand Director at Bumble, the premier dating app, social fitness app that brings people together and facilitates connections and relationships. It's female focused, which is awesome because I think that's just a very cool thing. Uh, Georgie, tell us, and by the way, listeners, you can call in, talk to Georgie. Uh, you can do that if you want to. one 844 I'm speaking to the guru 
who has developed this brand and pushing this brand forward. There was a speed dating event. That's totally cool. Tell us, Georgie, to what extent are you integrating video into this now? How does how is live streaming playing into this? What are some of the newer kinds of things that you're evolving into and so forth with respect to the app? So video chat is a really interesting feature. And I think it's worth kind of, I know it's obviously, we don't want to go back in time too much, but in terms of the pandemic, obviously virtual connection became one of the only ways that we could connect as a community and as a world. So we, you know, it was definitely an, we had video, the video chat feature. So it was really exciting that users could leverage our in-app video chat in order to, um, you know, get a bit closer maybe and kind of test the water with the relationship so that's super exciting and so during the pandemic georgie did you did you see what can you give us a sense of the bump it was it a massive sort of swell of activity and demand on the app during the pandemic and what has that looked like post pandemic while i can't speak to that directly what i will say is that we were really excited to launch various campaigns around how people could you know essentially socially distance and stay far God, but yes. get close God, oh but get close nice. right yes. so essentially find ways in which they can build those relationships as i'm sure we all experienced it was a very lonely and confusing time so i think that the ways in which we could show up for our users in terms of virtual intimacy and dating was super important very very cool so one thing that i was really interested in georgie is this idea of you know how do you how you and your team think about creating the next iteration of the message that will reinforce and instantiate the Bumble brand. What is your process when you're when you're coming up with these strat with these with these events, whether it be a speed dating event, a particular you know innovation around uh, live video chat? Like, what's the strategy? How do you sit down with your team and try to figure out how you're going to message? in a way that's going to be synonymous and and in sync with the Bumble brand? A great question. Um, I think it all comes down to kind of understanding our community and their needs. So I'd love to talk about Valentine's Day because I think that's a great example of how we brought that together. And I think that's why we're here. So amazing. Yes, yes. Please speak on that. Please take us through. When did you – so if Valentine's Day is an important watershed moment, Georgie, when when did you start working on like – Getting ready for February fourteenth. Uh, when did you? How did talk talk us through that process and and just give us a little bit of insight before we launch into this very very interesting campaign um, that was under your uh, under your directive. So ahead of Valentine's Day, we conducted a survey, which I think was a really important start point to understand where our community were at in terms of Valentine's Day and what's coming up. So we conducted the survey, which was with more than a thousand Americans to gather insights around self-agency, pleasure and love. Okay. Um, and I'd love to share some of the findings if, if I can. Please, please do. This is awesome. Because, you know, at the Warden School, we are. Here's what we say at the Warden School, Georgie. <laughs> In God we trust, everyone else must bring data. So <laughs> we, 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 we pride ourselves, Georgie, on your point, which is to say that let's go A, B, C, D, always be collecting data. Tell us a little bit about the empirical findings of this fantastic study. Amazing. So the first finding, which I think, you know, one in two people that we spoke to feel pressured to go on dates or have a significant other on Valentine's Day, oh. um, which I think is you know, quite telling around the pressure that Valentine's Day and this time of year can put on the individual. That said, 
45% of Gen Z and millennial respondents would prefer to celebrate themselves and engage in self-love this Valentine's Day in whatever form that means to them, with a ma actually a majority sharing that they engage in self-pleasure as an act <laughs> of self-love. Gotcha. So I think that's gotcha. something very telling in terms of, you know, these attitudes that are kind of evolving over time around, mm -hmm. you know, how people are choosing to kind of rethink the role that a day such as Valentine's Day might play in their lives. Gotcha. And so I love this self-love <laughs> argument because I think it dovetails nicely, Georgie, with the whole idea of kind of the notion that you were describing of the post-pandemic sort of paying attention to wellness, a holistic view of self, self-care, self-love. But you're specifically talking about self-pleasure as part of this. Now, I'm blushing. So because, you know, I don't usually get to talk about, you know, self-pleasure because I spend so much time, you know, in Bible study. Uh, and so uh, but but please be <laughs> <laughs> begin to tell us a little bit about how this, you know, normalize sexuality shouldn't be something that's a bad thing. It should be discussed, right? Open. I mean, is that the genesis of this? Talk a little bit about this and then we will talk about this. You come first Valentine's Day <laughs> campaign uh, in just a minute. Amazing. And I think what I'd love to say is that self-love and self-care is a very personal thing that can really be anything from it can it can be self-pleasure but it could, could be something as simple as yes. taking a walk you yes. know, listening to your podcast yes. doing your bubble bath whatever works Got for it. you mm -hmm. we want to celebrate that and we want to you know empower everyone to feel that they can just do what they need to do on this day and th this month so this year we are celebrating valentine's day as i said by encouraging pleasure and exploration as an act of self-love so through our campaign which is called you come first <laughs> We, as I said, we recognize oh, that Valentine's Day put it. a lot of pressure on people. Yes. And we just really want to support our community in the most important relationship of all, which I think we'd all agree is the relationship that we have with ourselves. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that philosophy, Georgie, because it, it points to the fact, it points to a, a philosophy of, the, the, you know, before you can thrive in a relationship with someone else, the social fitness argument that we were going back to at the beginning of the program, um, you know, you have to you have to have that self connect. You have to have that self thing working first before you can bring your best self to a connection with another another individual. I love this idea. Talk about this though, because when you say you come first, that's uh, that's I love the well. So uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> let me just say that that's fantastic. Uh, but talk about you know because what I love about this is it's so creative and innovative. Georgie and it's but but it's not without risk because you know th there's a certain kind of you know some customers you know their people e are e easily offended blah 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 all this kind of stuff talk about the decision calculus to say hey we're going to lean in on this and do it in this particular way and we can be consistent with the Bumble brand uh and we're going to do this in in a tasteful way to make sure that you know how do you how do you how do you walk that fine line because if you're just vanilla no one's going to care and pay any attention to you so you got to do stuff that's innovative and maybe even a little bit edgy but how do you make sure that you do it in a way that is consistent with the brand number 1 but also minimizes any potential you know backlash from offended upset consumers etc of course, I think that's a wonderful question. And I think I think I would just go back to the insights that we gathered as well and kind of leaning into what our community is sort of telling us through the survey that we ran. And so on your previous point, I think it's so interesting that actually a majority of people say that understanding their sexual preferences gives them a sense of agency. Mm. So I think it's really important for us to listen to our community and understand, you know, how they're feeling. So 
And also, I think it's really important to note as well that self-love isn't just for someone who's single. Yes. It's also for people in relationships as well. I think yeah. it's really important for us all to stay really connected with what we want and who we are. Um, so that's definitely been kind of a big part of this campaign. I'd love to talk a little bit about how we're bringing it to life, if I, if I may. Please do. Please tell us exactly how you're bringing it to life. Amazing. Thank you. So the initiative features some custom content from an amazing sex and relationships expert called Shambhudram, who we work with often at Bumble, as well as a complimentary month free of a women founded audio erotica app called Quinn, um, which again is super exciting. And that is free for the Bumble community for one month. We're as well, I think it's worth calling out that we made all of our creative in-house. So our internal creative team created the whole campaign concept and rolled out all of the different creative assets. So really proud of that. And it's such a wonderful example of how we have such a wonderful and, you know, inspiring creative team. Um, And I think last but definitely not least, we have our Bumble Vibrator, which is powered (laughs) by sexual wellness brand Dame, which is available to purchase right now on Mm -hmm. our Bumble shop. So definitely take a look at that if you're interested. Wow. I've never done a show, Georgie, in full uh, transparency, where I talked about audio erotica, I think is the word that you used, and vibrators. Um, so this is a first, but talk about that though. Talk about, because I'm, I'm starting to see like a picture of, you know, sexual wellness, sexual agency, uh, sexual, you know, health, uh, all of these things, awareness, becoming, you know, connected to who you are. And I see, I I love this Georgie, because I see this as Bumble playing a role in facilitating an important component of the lifestyle. These are individual components aren't just like random things that are happening as part of an overall strategy to facilitate something. Can you speak a little bit more on the overall kind of, again, uh, more holistic, strategic approach that's being executed and implemented here? I think what I would say is, and I think this goes for everything that we do, we want to support our community at each stage of their dating journey. So whether that's the beginning, whether that's when they're in a relationship, whatever that may be, we really want to be you know, there for our, our community. What I will say is that you know, 41% of Americans that we spoke to are actually not having sex and are okay with it. So I think it's important for us to, you know, very much normalize these conversations of whatever Mm -hmm. you're going through, whatever you feel, and if that's working for you, that's great. And I think that we don't want to put any pressure on anyone to feel a certain way. We just want to offer different opportunities through these partnerships and through our campaign for people to do some self-exploration if they would like to and just be there during this month of February. Gotcha. We're about 30 seconds left. Uh, really appreciate your time, Georgie. Give me, I'm going to put you in the crystal ball uh, in a time machine. I want to know your crystal ball. Next three to five to seven years, what does the world of love and dating look like? And how is Bumble still continuing to be an innovator in that space? Oh, my goodness. Okay. So I think that according to one of our recent surveys, we should be optimistic about dating in 2023. So if I was going to give you a year view, that's what I would give you. With 70% of people worldwide saying that we should feel basically feel positive about romance ahead. Mm. We also predict that sharing your intentions is going to continue to be super important when making connections. Um, And especially with members saying that, you know, actually being clear with your intentions is an attractive quality. So 
that would be my um, guess for the next year. Seven years is a long time away, but that's my year. (laughs) Well, we we certainly appreciate that aha moment and that wisdom. Uh, Listeners, this has been Georgie Coop, Associate Brand Director at Bumble. Georgie, thank you so much for joining us today. Where can our listeners go to find more information about you and everything going on at Bumble? I would encourage everyone to look at our Bumble Instagram or um, our Bumble website to check out everything that's going on. Excellent. We really appreciate your time. Okay, listeners, that's all we have time for today. Uh, If I want to make sure that I let you know that I'm very super appreciative of my crack team, Ms. Dana Cash, and of course, D-Rock, a.k.a. Dion Simpkins, uh, for always making things go smoothly. Really appreciate you. We are here Wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and of course, are replayed several times throughout the week. You can follow our show on Twitter at SXM Marketing, and you can follow Business Radio at SXM Business for information about all our programming, and of course, check out our website, SXMMarketing.com. Thank you all for listening today. We'll be back next week. Till then, this has been Marketing Matters. I'm Americus Reed, Business Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 132.